0: Pro Ball Spa. You want good words? Data Languages. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports, right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of things to discuss. NBA Finals, game three tonight down in South Beach. Did Miami crack the Denver code the other night? Is Nuggets offense or defense more the problem? All kinds of things to break down. With the NBA Finals, Pivotal Game 3 coming up tonight in Miami. Women's College World Series final series will start this evening, 7 o'clock at Hall of Fame Stadium. I'm going to ask Jared to do something that most people think will be pretty difficult. I'm going to have him paint me a picture, tell me how Oklahoma ultimately loses this series, and if that's even possible. A lot of discussion going on about moving this thing. <clears throat> Got some thoughts there.
1: By who? Uh,
0: You know, the other fans. Listen, By I'm any, all...
1: Any reputable sources. I'm going to tell you right
0: now, I'm all for it.
1: Real, just to prove them all wrong?
0: No, I'm all for it. Under one condition. And I'll tell you what that is here in a little bit. And then, of course, the Live PGA Tour deal. Mer- details starting to kind of emerge as far as... Who knew and when? How long has this been in the works? Man, people are mad at Jay Monahan. One of the cool things I think about this, though, is they're going to be able to pick and choose certain parts of the live golf experience and incorporate it into the PGA Tour, and I think the team concept is going to be a big part of that. And then some other things to go on, and then what's what's coming up? What's going to happen? With this deal, 225 9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225 9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225 9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can also check out the Paragon app, it's got it all and it's free. Radio stations, Penny News, brand new edition of that Penny News, hit the website last night at midnight. Check it out, thepennynews.com, pick up a free copy of the print edition of the Penny News, coming up some areas tonight, by tomorrow, everywhere, we'll have the Penny News. And of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast, if you're looking for it, you can find it anywhere that you uh, digest podcasts. All the different formats, it's there. How are you doing this morning, Jared Atha?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? I am wonderful.
0: What we got going on today? Anything of note?
1: Nah, just a normal day and then anxious to get home and get ready for game one.
0: Game one of the Women's College World Series. Just got sent a video and I had it pulled up on Twitter. I thought it was to play later on. About with with the with the ladies, the OU ladies. And kind of their mindset going in. I thought it was uh something you you don't hear a lot in sports these days and quite frankly in America these days. I'll find that. Okay. We can play it. Gosh, what a wild ride it was yesterday. Starting about right now.
1: Yeah, have you unraveled it all?
0: There is well, I, I don't even think the the guys that have made the deal have unraveled it all as far as everything that's that's going to take place. There are there are some details starting to emerge though. <clears throat> you know, there's the players only meeting last night sounded like that didn't go right, didn't go great for Jay Monahan as far as the vitriol that the players had toward him. I don't know if it needs – it definitely needs to be directed that way because he said some pretty ridiculous things that he ought to be lambasted for. But he really kind of wasn't the head of the snake as far as the negotiations for this. Ed Herley, Herley, and Jimmy Dunn, along with – I can't say his name. Al or whatever. They were really kind of the ones that got this thing off the ground seven weeks ago. And then Jay Monahan kind of was the closer, as far as coming in. After those initial overtures were positive from the live side, for the not even really live, it's more the investment fund, the PIF, which that guy with the crazy name controls, to the tune of six hundred and fifty billion dollars. And I think ultimately, at the end of this, from the PGA Tour side. It's gonna be a heck of a deal. Because now they they squashed the competition, whatever there was from Live. But they also not only they, they squashed that competition, but then they also gained control of that money. Yeah. And I and I think they realized as this thing started to drag on that the litigation aspect of it live had so much money that PGA tour couldn't compete. And so I, I saw this online a couple of times and it really kind of is, it's like the office, the and, Dun, office. and Dunder Mifflin buying the Michael spot, Michael <laughs> Scott paper company. Yeah,
1: I've seen that. I've seen that more than once <laughs> yeah, yesterday. I mean, It's kind yeah. of what
0: we ended up with here because live really had no, they really had nowhere to go. They really had no chance of succeeding. The difference is here they had unlimited supply of money. I don't know if the Michael Scott Paper Company had that, but they talked him into it. And but, so- but
1: like the Michael <laughs> Scott Paper Company, they weren't going to quit. That's right. They were That's exactly going right. going and keep going and keep going. So, so PGA saw, well, let's just get ahead of this and get them.
0: I think ultimately that's what they did. There, there, there's a lot of different factors that are in play with that, but they, at the end of the day, as deep as the PGA Tour coffers go, it pales in comparison to the public investment fund that the Saudis control. Yeah, And so that's what happened. They took the money, and I guess Jay Monahan in that meeting last night with the players at, up at, in Canada – Basically acknowledged how hypocritical everything he said was. He tried to kind of backtrack from that a little bit with the old, well, I was, you know, using the information I had available at the time argument, which be not, but it falls on deaf ears here, at least for me, mm-hmm. because of the way that the tour act in this span of live golf. And, if, and the truth of this is it was never about anything but money. In the, in the live side of it, acknowledge that. How many players did we see when asked about it? They said, yeah, it's a way to secure. It's, it's like a, a retirement plan for me. While being able to enjoy golf and I can enjoy my family more, you know, I mean, the, the live part, the live guys, the guys that left almost all acknowledged, yeah, of course, it's about the money but the PGA Tour side of it and a couple of their media mouthpieces who should have resigned yesterday. Brandel Chamblee should have never, ever been on the Golf Channel yesterday if he believed the crap he was spewing for the past couple of years. If he believed it that much, he should have resigned because the people that he's on there with are controlled by the tour and it was clear all the time that was the case but the politicization of this whole thing only came from one side. It only came from Jay Monahan Brandel Shambly and all their media shills for the PGA Tour. The Live never did it. The, the Live always acknowledged what they were and that's why everybody's pissed from the player side of it because they stuck their neck out and got stabbed in the chest by this deal and I mean not to mention how many of those guys turned down nine figure deals
1: at the fear of repercussions from PGA or just
0: because they believed in what the PGA was selling right 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 you know
1: like followed them blindly in a way, yeah. No matter what, right.
0: And right now, Rory is meeting with the media, taking it on the chin because he was as outspoken as anybody. As he was turning down reportedly four hundred million. How do you think Tiger's doing right about now? Oh yeah. Reportedly eight hundred milli, turned it down just to have the tour. Take the money? Maybe. Maybe those guys don't care. Maybe it. Maybe it always was more about believing in what the PGA Tour was. Maybe. But for for me, I find it hard to believe that they're not going to be just infuriated at what happened. And it sounded like that players' meeting. There's people, you know, wanting him to resign right there on the spot. Yeah,
1: it reminded me hearing what came out of that meeting. Even Monahan acknowledging, yeah, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. It reminds me of when if uh, I get home or if I walk into the living room and I can't find my dog and he's cowered over into his little crate looking at me with his ears tucked behind his head, I know immediately he did something wrong. And he's acknowledging that. Sort of. It it reminded me of like he's like a, a dog that knows he's about to get yelled at. Or in trouble. Or get a timeout. So does he keep his job? There's calls for it. Does he he survive this?
0: I have no idea how. I have no idea how he can keep his job after this. You know, you had plenty of those guys basically saying they can't trust him you know he's a hypocrite I, i'm trying to find that the uh the he and uh, jim nance all over last night once this deal was made is kind of the here we go maybe this is it it's, you know the the moment of why he is as hypocritical as what he is when he got on national television talking about how he had friends that died in nine 11 and how they supported the, the families of the nine 11, you know what I mean? Back when the live started. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Back in it was June of 2022 and the outrage at the golfers that left. and, And I mean, it just falls on deaf ears now. Yeah, his last quote was, I would ask any player that has left the PGA Tour or that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? In reference to, the, it's obviously, the Saudi money that was back in the, the Live Tour. I guess I would say, if I was a player right now, I would say, maybe now. Did you just force me to have to apologize for being on the PGA Tour? because of what your stance was you know that's just that's what's so silly is this was all so avoidable by just not not taking that step but the the truth is the tour had no idea how to react to this and that was their first well they've never been challenged before that's right i mean they've never
1: had someone come up and challenge them yeah
0: and their first response was to lash out and make it about something that it never was. It was always about the money, and now that's the proof. When the PGA Tour takes that Saudi money, that they were so against, I mean, it's it. it in a lot of ways, it's pretty hilarious the way this all worked out. Now, the good thing, I, I think, the team golf that that the Live created, I think that's here to stay.
1: Yeah, i have I never heard one bad thing about it.
0: You know, just kind of reading some different ideas that could be out there moving forward. I, I, this all is going to start next year, twenty twenty four. You know, the schedules are kind of the way they are. I think the live, I, I think the live kind of ends as we know it at the end of this schedule, and then there just becomes mega events. You know, back to the way it was. I mean, I, I really do hope that. They incorporate some of those ideas, and Team Golf is certainly one of them that the Live came up with. Because it, it kind of. Yeah, listen, I mean, I've always thought that.
1: Yeah. Embrace those ideas. That I, I everyone, don't know how much yeah.
0: 54 holes. There might be a few. And I mean, that's the thing. It's so up in the air, but there might be a few of those. You know, just reading some different things. Sounds like the quote unquote designated events that the tour came up with. To you know, to high uh, raise the purses to try to compete with what Liv was doing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like those will have a team concept to them. Maybe kind of a a year long team thing. I think you're going to see the best players be on teams for TV. Yeah. So that you know, I think they're just far as the game of golf. I think it's this is going to be a good thing for it. It's just a shame that it had to get turned so ugly by what, by the way the tour reacted. And now they're getting sand kicked in their face and their teeth kicked in, as they should. It's also an interesting aspect of this. So the DOJ, Department of Justice, had an ongoing investigation into kind of the anti-compet, anti-trust stuff from the PGA Tour. And I promise you, that's another big part of this.
1: They, I guess they'll break that down what's
0: they, they didn't want to turn over their books
1: hmm.
0: so everybody can see kind of where that money was going how much money there is and so you make this deal that that investigation goes away and now you're kind of scot free with the money so kind of to wrap this up what's something you would like to see out of this
1: well a lot of the in incorporate I mean could you imagine, and we've seen a lot of it, where a lot of the bigger names went to those fun events that, that the Liv had. And I hope they just embrace, I think the Liv was born out of the match. Way back when they had, when they're trying to figure out something to do. And who was it? Was it Phil and and Tiger? And help me remember who all that was that came out. It was back in covid Nobody who was doing anything, they came up with this idea of, of just going out there getting mic'd up, having a, a fun match and, and, and all that. And then that continued. And I think that was that kinda of spurned the idea of the live. I mean, just have fun with it. If I hope the PGA just kinda of, I don't know, gets off their high horse a little bit. They embrace this ideology of, of having fun while golfing, which is what all of us like to do and we go golf anyways. We like to listen to music. You know, wear shorts. I'm not saying as go as far as letting them drink beer on the course or anything like that, but just bring back, make the game, keep the game fun, and I think the PGA can save face a little bit by continue to do that, and they could put their label on that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I'm just sitting here thinking because my is biggest there fear, any chance they're going to do that. That's
1: the thing, and that's my biggest fear is they're <clears throat> buying these guys out or yeah. partnering with them to take the fun away. They're like, no, that's not golf. We're going to buy you out. And we're going to stop that nonsense.
0: I mean, there literally is some shooter McGavin
1: feels like it.
0: vibe with the tour versus you know Happy Gilmore yeah. as the live
1: right. This is golf, damn it! Yeah, feels a little bit like that. Like they're they're they don't and, and it's don't, kind of, you know you got you got the judge on Caddyshack <laughs> versus. Oh, uh,
0: Ty Webb. Ty, or well, he was. That's Chevy Chase. You're talking about Rodney Dangerfield's guy. Was that too. But yeah. Ty was a little bit more,
1: uh-huh. you know, free will and have fun while he golfs, and, and obviously <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield too. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt you know the, the staunchiness of it, and I get it. I get it's a gentleman's game. I get it, that there's a history to this, to the game of golf, and there's a lot of respect that still needs to be paid to it. But I don't think you, you're showing disrespect by doing what the Liv did. I think it actually, in a weird way, honors them. It's like, this game is fun. I just hope the PGA continues that that mindset of, let's continue to have fun with this. The 54-hole rounds, the the shorts, the music. The That's mechanical way- bull. I mean, that might be a little too much for the PGA, but you see what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, the question on was, what's the line between Gentleman's Game and Out of Control? Yeah,
1: I know. It's a little blurred. It's it's It can't get a little out of control, but... You know, I mean, I've been, I, I've, i I'm a very minimal golfer, but I've been, I've played a few scrambles where we're having fun and we're joking with each other and shoot, we're going, Hey man, five bucks. You don't make that putt, you know, stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, we're taking our hats off and we're shaking hands, mm-hmm. you know, and having fun. And we're able to still go back and go, yeah, I had fun today. I had fun today. I shot horrible, but I had fun today. That's yeah. what golf can do. I mean,
0: it's it, there. there's a line there for sure. I mean, every every event can't be Phoenix.
1: I, yeah, absolutely. I get what you're saying, yeah. But at
0: the same time, it's okay to have Phoenix.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know? I mean, the shorts doesn't bother me. Now, I, I know there's no chance in the world that happens at Augusta, which is a totally different thing anyhow. But the shorts don't bother me. The music part of it doesn't bother me. You know, if if the vibe of the live was pretty cool, and it's and it's kind of an old versus young, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways too. But but I think that it makes it more relatable to what you're doing on a daily basis. You know, you go out. In, you know, last night we didn't get to play in the scramble, but if you did, every group there's going to be somebody playing music course it's just become kind of the thing it's
1: almost a necessity yeah it's 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 weird when you don't have it right it seems really quiet <laughs> you know and so i mean last time i went i almost forgot or i did forget a speaker fortunately uh, our man gabe he let me use his cart he had a speaker yeah. in his cart and i'm thinking oh my goodness we don't have music it's gonna sound weird coming from my phone <laughs> Fortunately, he had a, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, almost, I almost turned around to go get a speaker. I probably would have went to Walmart and bought one <laughs> if I couldn't, but yeah. yeah, I mean, but the, and there is a line, there is a line and I, and I totally get that, but I think the PGA has an opportunity here to one, save face, if they can kind of embrace some of the, the ideas that the live has shown us that works and to have a chance to make a lot of money.
0: Oh the <clears throat> I can't wait to see exactly what that is because you know it's Buku's for them to do the about-face about, about face that they've done. But I, I think ultimately it's good. I think ultimately it's good for golf, what happened yesterday. We're, we're going to get to start seeing – the best players playing against and now with each other in a lot in some of these cases. And that's what everybody at the end of the day, I think, wanted. There's some quotes from Rory. I still hate live. I hate them. I hope it goes away and spec that it does. And that's, I think that's something that we've got to kind of realize live golf and the public investment fund are two separate things. Because you know who has been conspicuously absent from this the last day and a half? Who's that? Greg Norman.
1: Oh, he's stewing somewhere.
0: Greg Norman is live golf, but he's not the public investment fund. And I, I think that's something that we're going to have to start kind of take. We got to separate those two things from this because Live Golf is going to die without because the that money. Yeah, the name Live is gone. Yeah, it's gone.
1: But the what I was the Saudi saying, money yeah.
0: the Saudi money was Live. Right now, the Saudi money is with the PGA Tour. Live is see you by. As a tour, Rory said another quote from him. It's hard for me not to sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb.
1: Was that him saying, I may have made the wrong decision? No, I think
0: that's him saying, I trusted Jay Monahan and the tour's side of this, and now they stab me in the back, and I feel like everybody's taking pounds of flesh out of me because I was the face of it while Jay Monahan is sitting in some damn office somewhere not having to worry about this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think he
1: said. Yeah, yeah.
0: And for sure, that makes a lot of sense. I, uh, I mean, and he ought to I, I, I kind
1: of emph- uh, sympathize with Rory right now. Don't well, I you? mean, I mean, I mean, 100 how many times? Yeah, we've, yeah,
0: a hundred percent. I do. Here, I finally found this.
1: Here's why. So listen
0: to this. It's going to start out with Jim Nance. Make sure there's nothing crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 literally from national television, so you know, just an ad or something here at the first.
1: Oh, all right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sent a letter to the
0: representatives of Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Reed, and others, quote, expressing their outrage towards the golfers. Ah, oh, come on. Buffering, buffering.
1: Well, that can't be a good sign. Yeah, I know. How's that working out for you? Uh, That sounds great. Yeah, damn it.
0: We'll see if we can't get it caught up here when we come back, but hear from Jay Monahan. But 100% uh, Rory ought to feel like that because he was. He was sent out to do the tour's bidding. Throughout all this, he has been the face of the PGA Tour. Right. And now when push comes to shove, he kind of looks dumb. It's almost like the PGA Tour is blocking this video from playing.
1: (laughs) You tried other videos? (laughs)
0: Yeah. We tried a couple of different places to get that sound, and it's like they're not allowing it to be played. Anyhow, welcome back. Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The sports animal. Jared, uh, Women's College World Series tonight begins in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma making their fourth straight appearance in the championship series. They've won the last two titles. Florida State is making their third straight trip to the final series when they've been in Oklahoma City. They haven't been there as many consecutive years as as OU has. But for the third straight year that they made it to Oklahoma City, they are in the championship series. They won it in 2018. They lost to Oklahoma back in 2021. I want you to paint me a picture of how the Seminoles defeat the Mighty Sooners.
1: Well, the rotating pitchers is a key. If if they do that, and it stymies the OU bats long enough, and Florida State's offense comes alive. I mean, um, what's her name? Endenfield has had a good series, and um, you know, produce enough runs. That's only the way I can see it. That, and if, if Jordy Ball's arm just straight up falls off. I, I, it's hard for me to see it, but it, it, the, the rotating pitcher thing, I think it is a thing, but that is incredibly hard to say when um, they got a great pitcher in Sandercock. And it, it, it kind of baffles the mind, but we've always said, you've got to do the crazy things to try to pull off historic upsets, especially against a team like OU in this sport. So it wouldn't shock me if even if Sandercock does not get the start because I thought that's what was going to doom OU against Stanford a couple of days ago was Kennedy did not get the start. They come out and get a 2 nothing lead, and I thought, oh, great, now they're going to put her in. And OU's going to run out of at-bats to try to uh, uh, tie it or take the win, and um, I think they put her in too late, to be honest with you. But um, I, um, it's going to be a combination of perfect things like that to happen for Florida State but Oklahoma's bats just—I think—is going to because all season long, and I've said this too, they—they they got great hitters. Let's not kid ourselves. And Coleman and Jennings, I mean, you look at their averages. The list goes on and on. But they don't have the Jocelyn Allou, you know, that one dominant hitter that is potentially can go yard every at bat. That's setting records. That have set records. They don't have that. And there have been times, if you go back and look, um, yes, there's the win streak, but there's been some close games, and there's been some, you know, tight ones where they've down their last strike, most notably Clemson. So, and that can get them. And that Baylor loss was part of that. The bats went absolutely cold. So, I, I will, if the bats go cold, and Florida State's pitching is absolutely perfect, that's really the only scenario I can see it happening.
0: It's really interesting. There's an article on ESPN right now. <clears throat> talking about the Florida State season and how Sandercock stepping back and kind of relinquishing some of her role inside the circle has led to this. And they a reference the 2021 season. And this is something that you you see less and less of in softball as as it as time goes by. So in that 2021 year Sandra Cock threw every inning of every game in Oklahoma City. She won, and then by the time she gets to the championship series, she won game one right, and then ran out of gas. And so that, that won't be the case now. That's it. Six different pitchers have started games for them this season. Only four did in that 2021 year. They've had seven total C time, which that's actually more than OU. OU's only had four. Yeah, I think that's it. I, th- I think the, the, the pitching of Florida State being able to hold OU down, just like what we saw from Stanford, to where one swing can be the difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Oh, well, yeah. And that's just like Stanford just never was able to do it. We talked about the Baylor loss yesterday. That it's, it's really – nobody's been able to put together, outside of maybe Clemson in game two, put together consecutive hits to kind of ignite a rally and keep that going. You know, consecutive run scoring hits. You know, the Baylor game, oh, you gave up four, but it was one swing accounted for all four runs. Whereas Clemson was able to actually – you know, string together a few hits that scored runs, in those in, in those moments in, in that second game, that the Sooners ultimately won. And, but so I, that's what I, I think. That's it. Hold OU's offense down enough to where you can, you know, one mistake, one ball out over the plate, can be the difference. Because if it's if it's has to be more than that, it's hard to imagine Oklahoma
1: losing. You take much stock in that 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 they've played before. I I mean I Which think was way you know pre Big Twelve play early in the season. It was a five four OU win where they had to come by from behind to win that one too. I think it's it probably yeah
0: kind of, I mean oh you've seen Sandercock multiple and she, and she times. She started.
1: They knocked her out in two innings. And
0: and listen, there's some players on this on the OU side of this that saw her in 2021. Yeah, uh, but I do think that Florida State has the best mix of offense and defense to compat to combat what OU does. You know, it felt like Tennessee's offense was awesome. The arms were a little bit suspect. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Stanford had the arm, but their offense wasn't very good. This feels like the team that ha- is the most complete, and it would be the toughest challenge for the- for Oklahoma. How
1: yeah, you- it's going to take the OU bats, I think, to start early. To you know, it, the longer it goes zero zero, or even 1-0 OU lead, the long you know it. It's going to have to take their bats to get going early. I feel like they need to attack and jump on them quickly.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I, and having said all of that, I don't see it. I don't either.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just we don't keep see trying it. to
1: draw out these scenarios where we could, but and I'm standing on it, man. I've said it over and over. I'm not picking against OU because of this win streak. Until a team beats them, I, I can't pick against them. It's hard. For me. I just don't see it, and that's taken nothing away from Florida State. I, I failed to realize that stat you told me. If if I had realized that at the beginning of this series, I would, or at the beginning of this tournament, I would have picked Florida State over Tennessee to make it into this game. Because when they get to to Oklahoma City, they get to the finals. They they have the last three times. I mean, that's a testament to a good program and a good coach and everything. And, and Sandercock, all of them. I mean, they're. They're a experienced bunch. Another key for me is Indian Field. If they can tamper her down a little bit. Again, she's had a good tournament. Seems like every time she comes up the bat, it's it's one of those kind of stop what you do. This girl can hit. Watch what she's going to do.
0: Okay, so here's. She
1: went 0 for last time against OU, by the way.
0: Here's Oklahoma by the numbers. This is courtesy of Seth Olivares on Twitter. Through the semifinals going into the game tonight. 59 and 1. 28 wins were run rule wins. They've scored 493 runs, giving up 58. They've hit 115 home runs. 34 of those wins have been shutouts. And here, I just got this text too, and this is another secret that maybe gets overlooked for what Oklahoma does. In 60 games, they've only made 17 errors they don't give you anything
1: the stat that stands out to me is they don't lose series they don't lose they last time they've what lost consecutive 20, games was 19 2019
0: i don't think they won i don't think they've lost a big 12 series since 2011
1: yeah but it, like any kind of it's back-to-back like game or something, I forget the stat. But my point is, they're not losing a three-game series. They have, they don't. They just don't.
0: Well, they haven't since they haven't literally since 28, uh, twenty what what the Alabama in the championship series. Is that the last time they lost <sighs> a series? It's got to be right. I think so because I'm I'm almost positive that Big Twelve stat goes clear back to twenty eleven. Missouri, I know, is the last team to. To win a Big Twelve series from Oklahoma. That's nuts. It's incredible. It's nuts. So I mean it's the pressure that they put on you. They've only they've only committed 17 errors, like I heard yesterday. The teams have committed fifty eight against them. So like, and in in a lot of ways they force errors because of the pressure that they put on the other team knowing they have to be perfect. You know, mm-hmm. and they and they get people to try to do things that they can't. Try to do too much. Mm-hmm. I want to play this. You know, in
1: credit, OU, you you talk about pressure, and we've talked about pressure—pressure pressure to keep the winning streak going, pressure to get to Oklahoma City, pressure to win the whole dang thing. I think they've handled it nicely.
0: Yeah, in a and lot it of helps ways, that no
1: it helps that they've this is a norm for them playing in this series is normal for them right I mean that's a big part of it. that's a that's a program standard for them so really you really kind of wonder well what kind of really pressure is there but you know it has to be in the back of their minds like we have a standard to uphold here we we have to continue this tradition of winning national titles
0: well you don't want to be the ones that don't exactly you know I, I when, when you think about streaks and you think about dominance, I mean, who wants to be the yeah? You who wants want, to be the right. City band <clears throat> that de- that breaks a forty year streak or what have you? You know, you don't want to do that because you'll be remembered as that. You know, everybody forgets the forty two in a row or whatever it is, or for Oklahoma, you know, the the back to back and it's going, oh, you guys were the ones that stopped it, right? Yeah, there there is a there's a pressure there, but there's it's
1: also like you said it kind of begs the question who has more pressure?
0: Oh, it's Oklahoma. It's not even close. I mean, yeah, because no
1: one's expecting Florida State no, to win.
0: Yeah. No no no. now if if Florida State's able to to nab game one like they did back in twenty twenty one, then I think you the, the the pressure on each starts to to level out a little bit. Obviously O. U. still has a you know, their backs to the wall, they have to win two in a row. But then but then on the Florida State side you actually go, Wait a minute. Could we do this? Wow. We just beat them. Can we do it again?
1: It kind of has an opposite effect if you get a lead. I think that's what happened to Stanford a little bit. They got that early lead two nothing. And they're still and then they playing tight throughout the game. Am I making sense? Like, oh man, we're up two nothing. We can't we gotta be perfect from now on because they got an incredible offense.
0: Yeah, and it, it almost feels like whatever team can just play their game yeah. and not let the jerseys and that team in the other dugout affect their play is going to be the one that has the best chance to beat OU. Either Maybe it's Florida State, maybe it's down the road. But whatever one can just kind of put that out of their mind about who they are and what they've done and just go play. Hey, we're here for a reason too. We're right. pretty darn good. Right. But it's so hard. <laughs> it's just so hard to do against Oklahoma. Um, there, there's you know the you hear this every this time every year about should this move around? That meaning the, the women's college world series should it move around? It's unfair that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State get to play in Oklahoma City. Obviously unfair. It's re, you know it, it people point it. I think a little bit too much as the reason Oklahoma dominates. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with moving this thing around under one condition. And that would be? You find a damn stadium that's just as big as the one they're playing in. A comparable situation. That's fine. Feel free to move it around as long as you're moving it to this type of place. And here's the problem for that move the series crowd. There's not one that exists on planet Earth. This is the one that exists in Oklahoma City.
1: What if they moved it to, what if they went to a... To a baseball field, like a major league baseball field, and altered it. Brought in temporary stands for outfield, converted the infield to dirt. See see what I'm saying? Would that work?
0: No. No, That's that's the beauty of what Oklahoma City has done in
1: because this is a true softball field. It's not softball being played. I, the infield of a horse track or something—it's—it's it's a true softball yes, field. Yeah. And
0: it, and and it would look ridiculous. Think about if you took it down to Arlington. It would lose all the charm that it has. Yep. Yeah, you got to sure, big, the
1: Big Twelve tournament loses of, a little bit of charm it when it, they took it from Bricktown. Mm-hmm. Bricktown seemed like a glorified college baseball stadium. In fact, there are bigger college baseball stadiums in the SEC than there than the than the Chickasaw ballpark. Yeah, you're right. It would take away a little bit.
0: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt it would. Uh, here's one. I mean, what? Listen, if Oklahoma I, I, loses the first game tonight, how much does that? How much does it bother them for game two with the streak being broken? Or do you, do you do you buy into the fact that the, those girls say that they didn't know anything about the streak? No,
1: I've said it before. I don't buy. I don't buy. They knew about it. They'll tell you they didn't know about it. It was probably one of those things like when you got a no-hitter going, you don't talk about it when it's happening. Mm-hmm. And they are probably like, we're not talking – don't talk. And no one – they just don't talk about it. But come on. They're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're on Snap, whatever. They they know about it. They knew about it. They know what's going on. They're no dummies. And they acknowledge that they know about it after streak, or the streak was uh, – the record was set, right? Yeah, I don't. Don't I, don't tell me. Oh, we did what today? Come on.
0: I don't think they care as much about a winning streak as they do about raising another championship trophy. Now, if they both yep. go hand in hand, then it's immortal and lives on forever until they get beat next year. But i I don't think the, I don't think losing tonight. If the, if OU has happened to lose tonight, I don't think it's. I really don't think the, the the winning streak being snapped bothers them one iota. It's okay. Now we got to win two in a row to win another national championship. I, I think I think the streak and all that just kind of goes. It, it's just cherries on top of what their goals are. It really that is. makes sense.
1: It really is. There's a you've read it. I've a book about the the football streak in Wilkinson, and when that streak was broken by Notre Dame, I mean, there's you know the. It talks about what Wilkinson was doing that night that the streak was broken. He was already getting ready to play Missouri. Right. Which was the next week, I believe, it was Missouri. He didn't care.
0: Yeah. I th- he I th- was looking ahead to the next game. I think the focus is so much more on titles. And if the streaks come along with it, that's great. All i right, I'm right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to play you some sound from – I think it was Patty and – Jada Coleman, Grace Lyons. Okay. There's something else about this team that nobody wants to talk about.
1: Well, everyone's talking negative about them outside of Oklahoma. There, nobody wants to talk about <laughs> Celebrations this. Celebrations and all.
0: But I think this is a huge part of their success. Wrapping up a Wednesday here. I thought this was, first off, awesome. But I think this gives you a little bit more of a peek into what this program is all about, what the what these young ladies are all about, and, and what what Patty Gasso is all about, and the way that uh, they answered. I thought this was this was amazing uh, answers. It's Grace Lyons, Jada Coleman, Alyssa Brito, and also Patty Gasso taking this question, and uh, I think they all answered. So it's a little bit long, but here you go
1: we have go to back row left. Alex Scarborough, with ESPN. For, for the players, I know you talked about keeping the joy of the game, but I'm curious. It's a long season, right? And you guys have had the target on your back the entire time, the win streak being number one. How do you handle the unique pressure that comes with that? How do you keep the joy for so long? when Anxiety seems like a thing that can very easily set in.
2: Well, the only way that you can have a joy that doesn't fade away is from the Lord. And any other type of joy is actually happiness that comes from circumstances and outcomes. And I think Coach has said this before, but joy from the Lord is really the only thing that can keep you motivated, um, uh, just in a good mindset, uh, no matter the outcomes. Thankfully, we've had a lot of success this year, but if it was the other way around, uh, joy from the Lord is the only thing that can keep you embracing those memories, moments, friendships, and all of that, so uh, I would, that's really the only the only answer to that because there's no other way that softball can bring you that um, because of how much failure comes in it and just how much of a roller coaster the game can be. One thousand percent agree with Grace Lyons. Um, I have went through that my freshman year. I I was so happy to win the co- I've talked about this before, but I was just so happy that we won the college world series. But I didn't feel joy. I didn't have. I didn't know what to do the next day. I didn't know what to do for that following week. I didn't feel filled. And I had to find Christ in that. And I think that is what makes our team so strong is that we're not afraid to lose because if it's not the end of the world if we do lose. Yes, obviously, we've worked our butts off to be here and we want to win, but it's not the end of the world because our life is in Christ and that's all that matters. Yeah, um, I think a huge thing that we've really just latched onto is eyes up. And you guys mm-hmm. see us doing this and pointing up, but we're really like fixing our eyes on Christ. And that's something where like they were saying, you can't find a fulfillment in an outcome, whether it's good or bad, and um, I think that's why we're so steady in what we do, and and our love for each other, and our love for the game, because we know this game is giving us the opportunity to glorify God, Mm -hmm. and um, I just think once we figured that out, and that was our purpose, and everyone was all in with that, um, it's really changed so much for us, and I mean, I know myself, I've seen so much of a growth in myself with um, once I turned to Jesus and I realized how he had changed my outlook on life, not just softball, but understanding how much I have to live for, and that's living to exemplify the kingdom. And I think that brings so much freedom. And I'm sure everyone's story is similar, but we all have those great testimonies that have really like, shown how awesome it is to play for something bigger. Um, and I think that's just what brings me so much joy and no matter the outcome whether we get a trophy in the end or not we're this isn't our home and i think that's what's amazing about it is we have so much more we have an eternity of joy with our father and i'm so excited about that and yes i live in the moment but i know this isn't my home and um no matter what my sisters in christ will be there with me in the end um when we're with our our king so
0: it's pretty powerful yeah what do you think about
1: i mean you're talking about college kids that's incredibly mature too i mean these are still kids right more or less and they're in their late teens early 20s uh, that's pretty mature and impressive and impressive and nobody will talk about that i mean you're not gonna (coughs) for for those quotes you'll see the headline just what yesterday about how they're unapologetic about their celebrations and all that stuff, and I'm like, why do you even have to answer that question about why they're celebrating something?
0: I wonder if people would actually think about what they're saying right there. Right. I wonder how stupid they would feel for criticizing some of this stuff.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: Pretty awesome.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's hard not to root for these girls. I mean,
0: when you hear you stuff like that, yeah. It, no doubt. I'm
1: not saying Florida State's bad, and OU's no OU's no, good no. And, and whatever. I just you hear that they're not afraid to talk like that cuz so in today's world people are so afraid to uh
0: professor fake. Exactly. Yes, thank you. No doubt. That's and that's, just, and that's it's sad that who you... they'll
1: make mad? Who'll mm-hmm. who will they offend? And I'm sure there's going to be you know, back. That's the only reason we would hear it in the mainstream is because oh, it made somebody mad. So that's for, that's that's brave of them and and very cool. And, it sh- and and one, it shouldn't have to be brave to talk like that, <laughs> to, to to profess your faith like that. Kudos to them. Yeah, no and doubt. Kudos to Coach Gasso for. You know, the, the, it feels the, like there. <clears throat> that is a, the root of this success is is faith, mm-hmm. and in 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 this program, the success in this program and. Starting like that. I had a great coach in high school who reminded us of that. We have a we have a scripture. I won't say it, but look it up. Hebrews 12, 11. Mm-hmm. We recite it before and after every practice and every game. With every one of our girls. 8U, you, 10U, you, every one of them. And I credit John. Yeah,
0: you know, Grace Lyons getting text. It's kind of the one that spearheaded that within that team. Mm-hmm. And she was the first one you heard speak um there on the podium more breaking news just figured out i probably another merger i probably yeah it kind of (laughs) what's that Lionel messi is coming to america oh yeah he's going to join the mls's inter miami
1: well that'll might tune some people into major league soccer
0: is this the foothold soccer needs
1: We didn't once upon, one once upon a time Beckham came and played in in the, in the MLS Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't really work.
0: Didn't work like people wanted it to.
1: He played in LA if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Galaxy. Yep.
0: NBA finals game 3 tonight. It, it, it's Oh it's, yeah, that's It's amazing we've gotten through a whole hour of <laughs> and just now got to NBA finals.
1: Well, I mean, we're in Oklahoma. I mean, come on.
0: The softball we're is going
1: it's kinda king right now. Or queen I should say. Yeah.
0: Do you think that uh my did Miami kind of figure out Denver?
1: We'll see. I think that's my answer. We'll see. Or was it or was what happened what was that, Sunday night, An anomaly? We'll you find think, out we'll find out. Do you think tonight.
0: there's anything to this turning Jokic into a scorer?
1: And it's an interesting approach. Still feels like an incredible gamble to me. I think the key to all this is Murray.
0: Yeah, I think putting Kevin Love into the starting lineup to provide some resistance allows, you know, uh, Adebayo to not necessarily have to become the main defender. Mm -hmm. Keeps him a little bit out of foul trouble. Also allows him to roam and maybe block some shots as the help as opposed to just having to body up against Jokic. I think I, – I mean, it's the turned him into a scorer is kind of what you're hearing, but I, I think all that means is they just played him one-on-one and they didn't help. And then without helping, now that doesn't allow the shooters to be open and start knocking down shots, which you can kind of sense that gets Denver going mm-hmm. in a way that just Jokic scoring doesn't. The ball's moving. Everybody's playing free. So I I think that's really all that means is that they're just playing him head up and not leaving people open. So we're going to see that again. And it's going to be up to Miami's guys. I mean, Porter, Michael Porter Jr. was terrible. May see more Bruce Brown for Denver in game three. But here's the truth. Whatever Miami, Miami's doing on on defense to try to combat Jokic, none of that matters if the Nuggets don't play better if the Nuggets don't play better defense. The fourth quarter I think Miami scored on 19 of 21 possessions. That is absurd. I mean, absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Just the ridiculous defense. And, you know, Malone blamed it on effort. But it took all that. That's what's crazy, is it took that absurd offensive performance, fifteen or seventeen of thirty-five from three, scoring on nineteen of twenty-one possessions in the fourth quarter. It took every bit of that for Miami to win by three. I don't think it's quite to the level of of, of Florida State having to play perfect against OU tonight, but it's kind of like that, right? I mean, we but we we saw it happen.
1: If Miami pulls off the win tonight, they should consider moving the series because that's a, an advantage, right, playing at home. Well, they've already won one on the road, Jared, so you can't. <laughs> we also got through the entire hour of not mentioning DeGrom out for at least 12 months.
0: Ooh, I didn't see that. I just saw the 60-day deal yesterday. I didn't see it yesterday.
1: Uh, Tommy John surgery oh. is coming for him. He's done. But? Did mention it yesterday. They're doing this without him. Yeah. So it's not like he's suddenly going to be taken out of the rotation. He's already been out of the rotation, just that he's not going to be back in the rotation, especially for a postseason run, if that is in the cards for Texas. So I don't think there's a lot of panic. I didn't initially panic. I thought I saw the news. Yeah, it sucks, but I thought, what changes? Nothing. I mean, they, they, it, they made the adjustment already on the rotation and and everything and the and then the listen he's not swinging a bat so there's a lot of offense still there
0: did you see who might be showing up at ou games this fall who's that taylor swift oh yeah you know why no idea she was spotted in arkansas with austin reeves how about his life? If, you if like, 18 months ago, you'd say, this is your life, Austin Reeves. You're about to make tens of millions of dollars, and oh, by the way, you've got T. Swift dating you.
1: Wow. Do you believe that one? No. Good for him. What
0: a meteoric rise for young
1: Austin Reeves. That is insane. Yeah, I saw shows on the market.
0: Austin Reeves gobbled her up.
1: Wow. I mean, she needs more inspiration for music. Yeah, that's
0: the part. The poor part about this is about 10 months from now, when (laughs) when a new album comes out, everybody's going to know that those songs are about Austin Reed. That's
1: when you start thinking about the title of these songs (laughs) Missed Shot, (laughs) Um, Flash in the Pan, (laughs) Uh,
0: One Hit Wonder.
1: Should have loved you sooner. (laughs) <laughs> one hit wonder We could go on and on <laughs>
0: Yeah Austin, ah, Good for him Austin Reeves He's Good for Swiftie. him
1: Swifty I just recently my, You know my uh, my nine year old is becoming a Swifty So I'm Taylor Swift music
0: I don't even know what she plays anymore What's her
1: music? Uh, there's one called Antihero That my kid listens to on repeat It's one of her hits right now
2: hmm
1: i mean it's poppy stuff i mean you're gonna that's what she is but she's huge she has a huge tour going on right now that rain or shine people are showing up for selling tons of tickets she's making tons of money
0: i'm trying to remember the last taylor swift song that i knew about
1: uh shake it off that's it.
0: 100
1: (laughs) every time because that song comes to my head every time a girl gets hit by a pitch i say shake it off
0: that's it this song comes that's around. the last one I knew Yeah, it's Taylor Swift's song yeah, I knew my kid's been
1: listening to Taylor Swift she's been singing at the top of her lungs in the shower I could hear it all the way in the living room there's worse things she could be listening to I can tell you that
0: it's probably true who would have ever thought well, Austin good. Reeves good
1: for Austin Reeves
0: who would have ever thought alright game one <laughs> Yeah, tonight, we'll
1: break that down tomorrow. And-
0: Game three tonight. You think the softball will outdraw the NBA finals in the state of Oklahoma?
1: If memory serves me right, it did last year. Not just in the state. Overall, yeah, I think so.
0: Oh my! Everybody have a great Wednesday. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.
1: That ball is blistered to right. Way.